in the meantime, let's head to a really interesting story. I've had our eye on the last couple of weeks, and it's uh, reaching ahead this weekend, because the people of Chile will cast ballots today, on Sunday, to approve or reject a progressive document that will replace uh, their current constitution. Uh, this is a sort of a referendum of sorts. It's been a very turbulent uh, referendum, uh, but we'll reach ahead today and a decision will be made. John Bonfinglio is watching this really closely for us. He is Talk TV's Latin America correspondent and joins us tonight from that part of the world. John, hi. Good evening, Daryl. How are you? Really well, thank you, John. It's fascinating, isn't it? Um, uh, explain this one to us, if you will. What exactly are the people of Chile being asked to approve or reject? Well, this is one of the remarkable things because they're not being asked to approve or reject a single thing. They're being asked to approve or reject 388 separate articles in this new constitution, which is a massively progressive constitution, uh, as you say, replacing the Pinochet, you know, the famous Augusto Pinochet uh, dictatorship of the 1970s and 80s. The, the Chilean constitution as stands is still rooted in that particular kind of worldview. This goes back to protests, nationwide protests that erupted in Chile in 2019, which all began with a student leaping over a metro turnstile, an underground subway turnstile, because he couldn't afford the metro fare and everything. And he was arrested and then there were abuses. And actually, just a couple of days ago, uh, there, was a, there was a police officer who was, uh, who was found guilty of actually blinding one of the protesters because during the protest, one of the, 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 the processes that the police undertook with rubber bullets was to deliberately target the eyes of protesters to blind them to terrify them so this whole thing sort of kicked off in chile 2019 2020 and then you've got the pandemic of course as well and and uh, the president at the time Piñera, was was going to be ousted by force unless he made concessions one of the concessions he made was to agree to a vote for a new constitution which was approved by four out of five chileans um, but now we are two years further on, in which as a, re as, a, as a reaction to everything that took place, you then had 255 uh, different legislators who were elected to draft this new constitution, of which more than half were independents, and certainly a vast majority of which, of whom were uh, massively progressive as a result of what took place then. So you've got, got probably what is the most groundbreaking progressive constitution uh, on earth today that is being voted on tomorrow, which enshrines, for the first time ever, enshrines gender parity, as an example. So all legislators have to be 50% at least, 50% uh, men and women. It enshrines indigenous representation in legislation. So if you have an indigenous group in your country, well, in this case, Chile, then they have to take a certain number of, of seats and so on. It's also a vote on legal abortion, on environmentally on legal rights for animals and, and nature and so on, and constitutional rights, which was a really big thing at the time as well in terms of increased privatization in Chile, constitutional rights to quality of life, to clean air, to water, uh, and so on. It, important to say, it doesn't look as though it's going to be approved tomorrow. I mean, there's been a whole host of things which have taken place vis-a-vis uh, -vis as a result of this a constitutional vote in Chile over the, the course of the last few months and weeks. But predominantly what seems to be the issue here is if, you're, if you are voting for 388 different articles, most people are going to find something in there that maybe they don't agree with hmm. and are going to reject it rather than the vast majority of things. And also important to say that Chile only voted to legalise divorce in 2004. 
So less than 20 years ago, less than a generation ago, you have a massively restrictive social uh, policy and culture in Chile, which has now gone to the complete other end of the spectrum, which is frankly freaking out some of the Chilean voters. Uh, and they are going back into thinking, well, maybe we just stick with the status quo. Right, that's really interesting. And, and we see that uh, uh, rear its head, don't we? Uh, time and time again, John, in these issues, that, 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 you know, that a sort of a rush of social change uh, leads people to sort of to, to sort of moral and social panic, doesn't it? And, and, and people start to, to, to perhaps retreat or those issues become uh, divisive again or whatever else. And, and I suppose, so, 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 I mean, you've outlined a couple, of, a couple of points there, especially the fact that, you know, they're voting on effectively 388 different articles uh, here uh, and, and the chances of every single person agreeing with all of those relatively slim but but you know that is a stark difference 78 percent of uh of um uh, of, of chilean voters supporting the idea of a constitutional change to it then not passing a few years later is a shift has changed that isn't it well i mean i guess yes and no but so i think there are two different things here one is that the voters at that particular point four out of five voters roundly rejected what it was that was on the table so the status quo which again we've seen happen internationally massively uh, virally over over the last few years but what chilean voters now don't necessarily agree with is the way forward is what they actually uh, you know want the country to more, move forward as being it also doesn't help uh, frankly which again is an international problem these days the levels of misinformation that are existing around the campaign so uh, to give you an example so say that you have enshrined um right to interrupt your pregnancy, which is what's the, the language that is used in this, in this constitutional vote. Some of the misinformation related to that is to say, well, actually, you can, uh, what, what the constitution is proposing is actually that you can terminate, any pregnancy can be terminated in the ninth uh, month of pregnancy. So, you know, that's not a fundamental untruth, but it's, it's for sure a massive exaggeration of the situation and it's not something for the constitution to uh, to argue it's something for the courts later on to, to to draft through equally in terms of private property i mean the constitution is enshrining a right to land and property and collective ownership by the state uh, as a rejection of privatization but one of the things which again some of the misinformation related to that is to, is to say private property is going to be uh, ban is going to be made defunct based on this particular vote, which, I mean, that is as close to an untruth as you can possibly get. And, and, and a broader question, for sure, with all of these votes, and I know you were speaking about the US just now, but it is also uh, about how we source our information, what information we are sourcing, how and who polices misinformation. There are massive penalties in Chile at the moment for disseminating information related to the um, the upcoming vote tomorrow but nobody's being convicted of it so you know you need you need a, a police to, to actively you know go after these these individuals or often who you can't trace anyway um, and then to actually clamp down on it and that's definitely not happening in this particular context so it is absolutely on both sides of the equation a mass free-for-all in terms of information dissemination
Okay. Um, just, just very briefly, John, in just a minute or so, if you because I want to talk about Argentina uh, with you as well, just briefly before we uh, part ways. But, but, but if if this there is this sort of uh, energy for change, if there is a rejection of the status quo, but disagreement about what what comes next, effectively, uh, what does come next? Where does that where does that that presumably leaves quite a lot of pent up energy and and uh, uh, and sort of um, you know demand for change going nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think you've got two things then contextually that are happening in Chile at the moment. One is that the new president, 36-year-old, famously he's referred to as having tattoos. It's one of those things that's really strange when you hear on the media, you know, the media touchstones. This guy was an ex-student leader and he has a lot of tattoos. <laughs> and in some way that you know, dis, uh, disbars him from being a rightful president. But anyway, so you've got this guy who was voted in uh, on, on a on a landslide in Chile. But by the same token, you've then also got a whole heap of international problems related to supply, demand, Ukraine, Russia, inflation, which is affecting the whole world at the moment, which is really making him struggle as an individual, making his government struggle in Chile. But what seems to be the way forward um, after this most likely failed vote tomorrow is he's going to take it back and try and draft maybe a slightly less extreme or slightly less progressive uh, constitution to then come back to a vote again in a year or two. I don't think there's any there's any going back to Chile uh, in this particular okay. context. Chile is not going back to the previous constitution. It's just about how they step forward into a position, into a status quo in which a, a majority of people agree with what the, the, the future constitution looks like. Okay. Um, just briefly, John, on uh, uh, just while we have you, uh, and you're across this part of the world, astonishing story from Argentina this week of the Argentinian vice president having a gun uh, put into... I mean, uh, uh, we can't quite bring you the pictures, unfortunately, but they are incredible uh, images of the of, of a gun being wielded in the face of the uh, Argentinian vice president. It failed to be... It failed to go off, effectively, didn't it? And so she survived that assassination attempt. Uh, what, what more do we know? So we know who the um, the gunman is. We know that he's a strange individual that has a, a, a murky personal history. He's Brazilian-born, Argentinian national, as you say. That the, the pictures uh, that we saw from Thursday night, so scanned 48 hours ago, absolutely remarkable in terms of uh, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, who is currently being investigated on on corruption charges. She has a massive. I mean, she's probably as close to Evita Peron in terms of Argentine uh, support and fame as, as anybody else. I mean, Maradona would be another one, right? But she's probably third in, in following on from those two. So she steps out of a vehicle moving towards her flat in Buenos Aires, and she's greeting everybody and thanking them for their support in amongst this court case. And then from the second line back of the people who are hugging and kissing her, you then see this guy pull out a gun and point it at her head at what cannot be more than 30 centimeters distance. He attempts to fire the gun twice. It doesn't go off twice for unknown reasons. Uh, and then all, all hell uh, breaks loose. That's where we are at the moment. And where there is a link to the Chilean story here is, if you go on to Argentine media now, half of Argentine media is describing what it saw and what took place. And the other half of Argentine media is saying, it's nonsense. It was fabricated. It was made up. Uh, the gun was a toy gun. There were never any bullets in there. It was set up and so on. So you have conspiracy theories uh, going you know, multiplied by uh, at a rate of knots over there, which again is a is very much a sign of our times. But in terms of what we saw on Thursday night, and actually what the current president Fernandez said, 
this is the biggest affront to Argentine democracy since the end of the dictatorship in the 1970s. So absolutely remarkable uh, scenes and for sure incredible social and political context currently happening down in the in the deep south of the Americas. Okay, John, as ever, thank you. Appreciate your time. Take care. You too. John Bonfiglio with us, Latin American correspondent on uh, Talk TV. We'll, um, I think we'll return perhaps to this story about Chile in particular. Uh, we, we obviously don't know the result of, uh, of the referendum. It's held on Sunday, although John uh, points into the fact that it is unlikely uh, unlikely now to, uh, to, to pass. Uh, but we'll, um, we'll come back to it. We'll keep an eye on that. It's very interesting, isn't it?